Hello and welcome to Damn Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses. My name is Doug and these are my acute mental neuroses. There's actually not that much on the list you cannot see, so let's just get right into it. On episode 303, I'm actually recording this in that area code. So, doing a quote-unquote dream variant cover. So, a couple of days ago, I had this crazy fucking dream where there were like these like stick-figure dancers and uh, they were on a... Um, like an oldie-timey circus poster. So, of course, I immediately woke up when that was weird, went to my sketchbook, and kind of did kind of a half-awake uh, quick sketch, like three of them. And I'm actually going to put that up as a variant cover. Uh, it's not a normal variant cover in that, you know, it's not like an iconic poster or album cover or uh, comp cover or anything like that. It is just simply something that came out of my dreams. It's weird. So it's going to be radically different than anything I've done um, design-wise, artistically, creatively. And I'm really excited that I'm going to be doing this literal like dream variant cover. And people are going to be like, what the hell is your brain unspooling to result in this? But I'm super excited for it. Um, I'm, I'm sure I'm overselling it. But uh, to me, it's uh, a really cool... Uh, experiment and project, and uh, I think long-time listeners know that I do have a thing with my dreams. Um, I do have Neil Gaiman's Sandman, the anthropomorphic personification of the verb dreaming, uh, tattooed on my body. Um, I have a journal next to my bed for stray things that my brain does while I'm asleep that I'll wake up and I'll either sketch or write a line of dialogue or an idea or um, something, an image uh, that I can, of course, use creatively. So, uh, dreams, big, big thing with me, and for me to actually dream a variant cover uh, is, uh, I think, neat, to put it mildly, for myself. Um, it's something that, you know, I'm sure painters and other artists do, where they go, oh, there was this weird thing in my dream, and I'm going to paint it, and, like, this is the first time I'm really doing something like that for the network. Um, so, something very personal. But anyway... Uh, let's see, what else is on the list you cannot see? There's not that much on the list because of this uh, prepping for NDK. Um, we are a, about a week away from it. Um, we've got our rooms booked. We've got press pass approval. I'm waiting for uh, Matt Porter to text or uh, email me about the names for the press passes, which I'm sure is in you know my email in the next probably 24 to 36 hours, hopefully. Um, but everything's settled. I've got kind of a shopping list put together for me packing my bag, and, you know, I need to go get Cliff Bars, because that's what I pretty much sustain myself on throughout the con weekend when we're at con, though. I think NDK is going to be a lot easier than DCC, uh, or Denver Pop Culture Con, sorry. I think NDK is going to be uh, less stress in terms of panels. I haven't even looked at their programming. I need to do that. Um, but really, the last couple... NDKs have been, um, they've been different, but they've, they've had some similar, like, fan panels and all that, so, um, I know Queen D is gonna be back, and we're really excited, we're gonna try to sit down with her again, I just put up, like, one of the last interviews with her, or one of her panels for NDK from last year, and, uh, so I'm super excited for, uh, my friend Christina, who I work with, who I'm, uh, we're bringing to NDK as a, uh, intern, and uh, I'm so excited for her to go to one of Queen D's late night panels since I rave about how great Queen D is. Will Queen D have new stories? Yes, hopefully, but the old ones are still just as fucking funny. So we're prepping for NDK. 
that time of recording, it's going to be, like I said, less, less than a week out. It's going to be, I'm recording this on Monday, and it starts Friday. So, super excited. Going to be a nice, easy week at the day job. I've been working a ton, um, doing multiple jobs, as the, the pipes uh, can attest to in the background. They, they agree with me. I've been working long hours, and I've been doing multiple jobs. And it's nice that um, after two weeks straight of working like six days in a row, that I'm only working two days this week. Uh, it's fantastic, and I don't care what happens at that place in the interim. I know that's a shitty thing to say, uh, but you know what? Like I, I've been letting the bastards grind me down, and uh, this week is just me not letting them do that. So it's just been stressful. We're still short-staffed. And, uh, you know, familiarity breeds contempt, they say, and there's been a lot of familiarity with such a small staff right now and, and long hours and schedules we don't want, um, people calling out. I talked about that last week, um, which there was some weird fallout from, from that. This is on the list you cannot see as well. It says weird threats at CT. So what that means is, uh, one, I was trying to make a play like Strange Things Afoot at the Circle K, and that did not work. But um, I had a uh, co-worker's new boyfriend uh, kind of half-threaten me. Uh, I didn't feel threatened. I didn't feel menaced. It was just some young punk um, trying to flex, you know, trying to, you know, be like, hey, man, you know, you, you hurt my girlfriend's feelings at work, and I want to, like, get involved. And she and I had already talked like, literally a day before that, and squashed the beef, and I was like, you know what, I'm sorry, I said some things that were very unprofessional, and it's not like I, you know, was, like, on a profoundly laced tirade to her face, or um, really insulted her, I just kind of accidentally uh, uh, gossiped something I shouldn't have, I took accountability, and I talked to her about it, and I said, what can I do to set things right, what if I talked to, you know, some of our higher-ups and said, hey, I made a mistake, this should not be held against her, and, you know, and I did that, and I did, I talked to our assistant general manager, and I said that, our AGM, and I said, you know, I take full accountability, this was unprofessional, unprofessional, Jesus, unprofessional, and, you know, if any action is taken against her for uh, her uh, absenteeism, I do not want what I said to be taken into account, and my the AGM gave me an out. He was like, "Well, you were prob you were frustrated." I said that was no excuse, and I want that like you know on record that that's not an excuse. Yes, I was frustrated, uh, but I should not have done or said what I said. And I'm not going to get into what I said, but but I took I took ownership of it, and that seemed to quell everything. And the the girl and I were like joking at work and and all of this, and you know everything was fine. And then I I was out after work. And uh, I was out smoking with a friend, and this kid's like, you Doug? And I was, yeah. He goes, I need to talk to you. I said, okay. <laughs> and he, you know, started, like, you know, kind of getting all like, you know, you shouldn't have said what you said. And I said, man, I've already talked to her. I've already talked to the AGM. I said, this, this is stupid, and we can just walk away now. And he was like, well, I said, look, man, because he had said something about, like, she doesn't know I'm here. Like, don't tell her. And I said, Okay, man, if you're worried about me talking to her about this, then you can stop talking, and we go our separate ways. Or you can keep talking, and we'll see where this goes. And he was like, well, you know, if I, you know, being the bad guy, like, you know, we're both going to go to jail. And I said, how do you figure that? And he was like, well, I'm going to throw a punch. I said, you're going to throw a punch. I'm going to have my hands up, like, 
out to, you know, out like I'm, you know, Jesus. I said, and the camera's in this area, and the guy standing behind me who's my friend is going to be a witness, and you're going to get popped for assault. So, no. Neither, it's like, you're only going to hurt yourself. You're only making this situation worse. Um, and he eventually was like, oh, uh, 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 okay. Like, I mean, it's, it's very, I liken it to the movie Red, where, you know, the whole kind of thesis of the movie is, you know, uh, uh, age and experience versus, like, youth and energy. And age and experience always wins is the thesis for Red. Well, this guy was Carl Urban and I was Bruce Willis, which admittedly is giving him a huge compliment. Uh, the little dickhead, not Carl Urban. I'd actually be insulting Carl Urban, who's a badass in The Boys. I'm hoping to be talking about uh, an in-depth talk about The Boys with Troy on Nerd Vomit later today. Uh, but he wants to sleep, so I don't know if that's going to happen. But anyway, that's beside the point. And uh, I was just like, yeah, I just literally outmaneuvered him mentally the whole way through. And I was like, yeah, man. You could throw your punch. Um, here's the thing. I can take a punch. And then you're going to get in trouble. And I'm going to walk away. And everything will be fine. For me, uh, you'll be a dumbass who gets arrested uh, trying to, you know, like, like throw your dick at me for this girl you've been dating for a month. So let's think this out. And he was like, well, okay, like, let's just shake hands and be done with it after that whole thing. And once he realized he was way in the wrong... And, um, you know, I shook hands and he was just like, he's like, man, do you even know who I am? I said, yes, I know who you are. And you don't have a fucking clue who I am. And he goes, whatever, man. I said, okay, cool. We'll see you later. And as he's walking to his car, I realized which one he's going to get in and immediately took a picture of the license plate and the make and model of the car. And now I have information and that's how I fight back in case something happens. So once again, Agent experience trumps uh, youth and energy. So, but it was weird, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna just pretend this didn't even happen because it's pointless drama that I don't need should not have ever happened. And this is just me kind of getting it all out, and that's it. But it was stupid. And uh, the next day, she was like, I told him not to go down there. You know, I said, hey, I thought we squashed it. He's making this. He's he's recreating the situation. The situation was done. It was done. It was canceled, as the kids say. And uh, I said, he's making it worse, uh, coming at me on my turf, at my watering hole, on my off hours. And uh, she was like, yeah, I'm like, you don't need to talk to him about it. You don't need to fight about it. Like, just know that, like, if we're cool, then I don't give a shit. But if we're not, then I need to know. And she was like, no, no, we're fine. We're fine. I said, okay, fine. Moving on. It's a joke. But, I mean, the fact that, like, I described what he was wearing, his car, all this stuff, uh, and she was like, uh, yeah, it's him. I said, well, he was doing some shit. So, anyway, uh, that's it for the list you can. I don't know. Already looking to, like, let's just wrap this up on kind of a, a upbeat note. So, I haven't sat down with Kate to uh, record or go over the notes for Kathy Hammond Season 1. I need to do that. But with NDK coming, it's going to have to be after that. And, uh... But I'm already looking forward to uh, writing season two. I don't know if I'm going to do the free form, like organic writing in my notebook. Um, I'm debating whether that kind of shot me in the foot when I had to go back and write like huge chunks of like new material to put into 
the, the Word document, and then I had to waste time dictating it. So now that I have an idea of how long each episode is going to be when typed, um, I think I may just stick to typing. I don't know. I'm going to try it kind of both ways and see what happens. But I'm going to start getting my Kathy Hammond notebook back out, and uh, I'm so excited to be writing season two. I looked over my ideas for it that I hadn't looked at in, you know, probably a couple months, and I was like, oh, that's going to be a fun one to write. Oh, I think I've got, like, the first couple lines of that one in my head. So I'm super excited to um, at least be, once again, more progress being made on Kathy Hammond, that even though we're um, kind of at a hurry up and wait with the recording of the first season, um, while I'm at least recording and, and, and editing it, everything um, for release, then I'm at least writing uh, the second season. And I had taken kind of a short break from writing because Black Falls was done, Hammond was done, um, Fear Agents, I'm only, you know, I write maybe one or two episodes a month. Um, as it's, you know, kind of become more of a bi-weekly podcast. So I haven't really been writing a whole lot. I've been reading a ton. I've been reading, um, I finally, uh, went back and, and picked up, um, where I left off on both The Goon, book five, the library edition, it's huge, it's gorgeous, um, and funny, and dark and weird. And then, uh, this body's not big enough for the both of us, which I've talked about before, I believe. If not, it's a, a, a great hard-boiled detective story set in San Francisco involving a PI who, it's not multiple personalities, it's literally two different people that share a body. It's these two twins, Adrian and Zoe, who literally share a body, this, uh, uh kind of androgynous body, and it is so fantastic. It was a little hard to get into at first, because having a main character who's always in the plural for um, pronouns was a little strange. And the opening structure as like an inter uh, interrogation between literally a, like a cop and the, the PI, but there are like th three people in, in the, the conversation. Like it was really strange and kind of um, a little, uh, almost impenetrable right at the beginning, but I powered through it and it's a fantastically funny book while I'm waiting for Richard Cadre to write more of the Sandman Slim stuff. Or that other one he does, that's the kind of Douglas Adams supernatural, God, uh, Coop something. Anyway, so, uh, the pipes are calling, so I'm, I'm just going to call it. And uh, from Damn, Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses, I'm Doug. And from Damn, Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses, these have been in my Acute Mental Neuroses kind of rambling tangents edition. Good night, Internet. If you like this, check out some of our other shows like Exotic Liability, No Applause, Just the Clap, and Black Falls. We can be found at www.bacnpodcast.com and by searching for The BACN on Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. Oh, yeah.